0: Love Thursdays for a lot of reasons. We're so blessed and lucky to have some of the best health care in the world around us and uh, very close to us, of course, to, uh, along with the local places. We've got the University of Michigan and uh, Michigan Medicine. And on Thursdays, Michigan Answers with yours truly. And uh, today it's Dr. Joseph Carrera, a neurologist specializing in strokes and clinical assistant professor in the Department of Neurology in the University of Michigan Medical School. Dr. Joseph Carrera, welcome to the Paul W. Smith Show. Good morning, Paul W. Thanks so much for having me today. I. It's our pleasure. We learn so much, we save lives with your help, and I appreciate it with the magic of Michigan Medicine. But I got a quick question that's in the news, and I don't want it to be a political question. Let's just say here we have the Pennsylvania Lieutenant Governor, John Fetterman, who tells us, He's had a stroke, and therefore he couldn't go place his vote for himself. He did an absentee ballot. But then I heard them say the guy who had a stroke had a pacemaker put in. And I think of strokes as a like a heart attack, a brain attack, a stroke. That's what they used to call it. Maybe they don't anymore. But I, didn't, I never saw a pacemaker come into the picture. Tell, can you tell me a little about that? Yeah, sure. Absolutely.
1: And so, uh, you know, as you indicated, you, it, it's still fair to say that stroke is kind of a, a brain attack of sorts. Uh, but in the in the case of the, uh, you know, prospective state senator, so, you know, at least what I've read about the, the case is that he had a condition called atrial fibrillation, uh, which is an abnormal heart rhythm. Sometimes we call it AFib. Uh, And that's an abnormal heart rhythm that can greatly increase your likelihood of having a stroke and sometimes uh, does necessitate a pacemaker placement. And so the pacemaker, I think, was more so placed for treatment of of the underlying heart rhythm abnormality as opposed to the stroke itself.
0: Gotcha. Fabulous that you could answer that question so quickly for us. It is stroke stroke month, and uh, just because people have heard it but may not remember it, Give me some of the information we need to know, the basics of what a stroke is, the risk factors for stroke, who's more likely to experience one, and and why FAST is an important acronym. I know that's a lot to throw at you at once, but you are the expert and you are excellent at what you do. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you.
1: Yeah, so so stroke, I think just to whittle down to the basics, a stroke is what happens uh, when the brain is not getting enough oxygen or nutrients that it requires. And there are kind of two big types of stroke. The first one being caused by either plaque or blood clot that's interrupting the blood flow to the the brain, and that's the ischemic subtype of stroke. And then there's also the possibility of one of those arteries uh, breaking open or rupturing, and that's called the hemorrhagic type of stroke. And the majority of strokes are that ischemic type. Uh, As far as what are the risk factors, this holds true uh, for both of the subtypes of stroke. The big risk factors to be thinking about are things like smoking, uh, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, uh, atrial fibrillation. Actually, we had mentioned earlier is one of the big risk factors for the ischemic stroke subtype. And then, you know, those are the things that that people have, you know, some degree of control over, things like the the smoking and the blood pressure. And then, one of the things that we obviously don't have control over is age. And so, it's true that the risk of stroke goes up as we age uh but that said we're seeing you know younger and younger folks having stroke uh and so it's important regardless of how old you are if you notice any of the symptoms concerning for stroke that you seek care immediately um and then you had manch- mentioned the FAST acronym uh that we we instruct our our folks uh to be on the lookout for and the FAST acronym stands for uh so the face and fast stands for face uh and so what you want to do is look for any asymmetry of the face you have Uh, If you're worried about stroke, you have somebody smile at you and if you're looking for any facial droop on one side or the smile doesn't quite look symmetric, that's something to be on the lookout for. The arm in FAST stands, sorry, the A in FAST stands for arm. uh, And so what you want to do is have them hold their arms outstretched and and if they're unable to lift one arm or one of the arms starts to drift downwards, uh, they're not able to maintain it up strongly. That's something to be concerned about. The F in FAST, stands for speech. and so slurring of speech, trouble getting words out. those are symptoms to be worried about. And then the T in fast uh, is time. and so it's it's really important that if you notice any of those symptoms that you call nine one one right away.
0: Time is of the essence I've learned in strokes. The sooner, the better. and if you do it very fast, you, this person may come through the stroke absolutely as if they never had a stroke.
1: That's, that's exactly right. So the quicker you get to uh, medical care, the more treatment options we potentially have available to you. And, and so are, that's absolutely correct.
0: What are those treatment options that have, have improved or changed in the last few decades? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you're talking, you know,
1: 30-plus years ago, we really didn't have any treatments available for patients that came in with acute stroke. Uh, at this point, especially on the ischemic subtype, uh, which is the majority of those strokes, we have two kind of broad classes of, of treatment available to us. The first one is a class of medic- medicines called thrombolytics, and probably the one people have heard about most is uh, a medicine called TPA, and that's a clot-busting medicine that's designed to basically break up the blood clot that's interrupting the blood flow to the brain and, and restore that normal blood flow to the brain and hopefully help reverse and, and abort a stroke that's you know potentially going to leave somebody disabled. Uh, the other big class of, of treatment we have available is something called brombectomy, and that's if there's a big enough blood clot that we're able to identify, uh, we're actually able to go in through the arteries and pull that clot out.
0: Doctor, we're out of time, unfortunately. I could talk to you all day like I could with most of you Michigan medicine uh, magicians. Uh, quick question, though. I've been telling my listeners for years to chew on some aspirin if they think they're having a heart attack. Would that also apply to a stroke? Real quick.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'd say not to, just because of the fact that it could be the bleeding subtype and that could actually make things worse. All so right. we'd rather you just focus on getting there as get to Get to
0: get to the emergency room. Thank you, doctor. Uh, thank you. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I have till 50. Is he still there? Doctor? Yep. Are you still there? Bring him up. I am. Okay, there, Eric. We couldn't hear him. I heard him in the background there. I'm sorry. I, I still had there. time to say this. Thank you, Dr. Joseph Carrera. Neurologist specializing in strokes and clinical assistant professor, department of neurology. And now I've gone past the time. What happened here? I, I lost all track of time. Am I having a stroke? I'm not, I don't mean to be joking. That's not a joke. It's not funny. We've all, we've all heard that. But doctor, thank you for the work that you're doing. Uh, and to all of your uh, colleagues at the University of Michigan, in this case, the medical school where we find you, uh, it is stroke month. There are signs, we've gone through them, and there are things they can do, but time is of the essence. Thank you again, Dr. Carrera. Oh, thanks so much for having me.